Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Okay, we start the show by talking Formula One. We joined on the line by a pub- publisher, Top Gear South Africa, and F1 analyst Avon Middleton to look back at the Spanish Grand Prix. Good evening from us, Avon. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Well, the new championship leader now in the driver's standings in Max Verstappen after that win. Has he now started to take control of the driver's championship? It certainly looks that way. Uh, they didn't make it easy for him uh, yesterday, but um, he just done a, he just done an incredible job. I think we must give credit to Max, but we must also give credit to the team. You know, they had some issues, uh, some issues with the DRS the whole weekend, and of course, uh, when it mattered, when he, you know, everybody thought he would easily go past George Russell, um, the DRS really hampered him. But what I thought was quite impressive, despite his expletives in the car. Um, is the team just changed tack. They just said, we're, we know we're much faster, so let's just change strategy, pit him early. And Max on his second, second stint was incredible. He was doing at times two, three seconds a lap faster than everybody else, and that's what obviously allowed him to leapfrog George Russell. And then, of course, he benefited from a really disappointing Charles Leclerc, who mm. for the first time this season suffered a huge upset with reliability. And uh, I guess in that sense, the tables have swung to Red Bull. You know, Red Bull was struggling with reliability in the beginning of the season. And uh, Ferrari was capitalizing on that. And this time, it was the other way around. And so, yeah, um, just kudos to Max, kudos to Red Bull. And, of course, we must also give credit to his teammate, Sergio Perez, who didn't fight him too hard uh, um, to give him that first position. So, yeah, I think he's in a commanding position. He's in very good form. The team's clearly on good form. And... uh, yeah, a really well-deserved win. Well, that's where I want to go. Um, his teammate, Checo, I mean, he let him pass. He was ordered to let him pass. What do you make of these kind of team orders, Avon? Is it not too early in the season? I don't think so. I I think it's very clear that Max is the championship contender at the moment. I know just after uh, five races, we might think uh, 25 points uh, ahead, which is the difference between Checo and Max, is not much. But the truth of the matter is Max Max has won every race that he's finished this season, uh, and he's clearly the championship contender between him and Charles. But I also think he was the faster driver on the day. Max was able to capitalize on that package just a bit better, even with his problems. And Sergio Perez, and I, and I think the team was very fair about it. The team said, if you can get past Russell, you know, and you are quicker, then we'll let you carry on. But if you're not showing pace, then uh, uh, you know they made the call for for Max to 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 go through, and I think that's I think that's fine. And I think if you look at Sergio Perez, who let's be honest, Perez is not a pushover. He doesn't mm. just you know he's not a, he's not the guy to sort of play second driver. He fights when he needs to fight, and he fights for his place when he needs to. But you heard him on the radio; he was absolutely happy to do it because I think he knew that Max actually had the pace. And I think if they let them race on pure pace, Max would have been faster than than him anyway. Mm, no, you're right. He did. He did seem to take it well, after all. And then what about the Ferrari of Charles Leclerc? <laughs> uh, the, the the short answer is a, a power unit issue. Um, we haven't gotten news of exactly what went wrong, and I think that will come up later on this week. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was clearly something up with the power unit. Um, he lost he lost all power. It was one of the it was one of the most painful moments. You know, mm. it reminded me of Lewis Hamilton when he was battling. Uh, Nico Rosberg, it, I think it was the Malaysian GP in 2016. He was he was 
leading the championship. And, uh, you know, Mercedes is a greatly reliable team. That engine just went at the wrong time. And I think Charles, you know, we might look back at this later on in the season and, and say this was a turning point because it is the turning point in terms of the championship lead. It's the first time that Max has led this championship and uh, we'll have to see what happens in the future. But, um, you know, the other thing it shows us is that Ferrari, despite what they've built, which is an incredibly good package for this season, I think this issue of reliability is something we're going to see for the rest of the season. Because it wasn't just Ferrari. Alfa Romeo had issues. Red Bull, as we know, have had many issues. Um, and as you saw, Russell and Hamilton were nursing a very, very troubled car throughout the whole the whole race. So I think this whole idea of reliability, we have to just keep on our toes. I don't think we're in a in a place where Formula One is entirely reliable just yet with this new season and these new regulations. So the other Ferrari was fourth of, of Carlos Sainz. Um, was it a good day in the office for him? Because he's been under a bit of scrutiny, especially after signing that, that new contract. Yeah, I would say no. I don't think it was the day that he dreamt of. I certainly don't think it was the day that uh, you know, as a as a as a Spanish citizen, it's not it's not the result he would have wanted. I have to say, he clawed back from where he was. You know, he he and Max suffered from a very weird tailwind. Yeah, uh, and then they they went off the track, both of them. Eh? And they went off the track, and we thought, wow, same corner. Very rare mistake from both these drivers, but I think it was just quite a quite a tricky tailwind that got them off same corner, and. Um, you know, unfortunately for Sainz, he seemed to go off a little bit worse than Max did. Max was able to get back onto the track quicker because he didn't go as deep. But Sainz suffered a little bit more. He suffered in terms of positions and he had to claw his way back. And I think overall, I think he drove pretty well. What Sainz is suffering from now is qualifying pace. You know, I think if we look at his Spanish GP, he drove a, he drove a good race. And I think he should be happy with, with where he finished. But where he's struggling is in qualifying. He's got to be qualifying one and two next to his teammate. And he's got to qualify on pole sometimes. But Charles just seems to have uh, um, the better of him. And I think when, you know, Charles also had a really bad start yesterday. And that happens, you know, he's so he's far down the grid. He's got to battle with a lot more cars before he gets to a, a place where his race is settled. And if he qualifies first or second at least, and, he, and he's working with his teammate. I think he'll have a much more calm and much better race, just like Sergio Perez is having at the moment. Uh, um, and as you've seen, Sergio's had a good run of results for the past few races as well. So I think that's where Charles, uh, I mean, uh, Carlos is struggling. And he needs to up his game in terms of qualifying. So I, I don't think he went home feeling particularly great, but, you know, he brought the car home and that's a good thing, I suppose. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are speaking, uh, talking F1 with Avon Middleton, publisher for Top Gear South Africa and an F1 analyst. And we've got a voice note here on 061-4104-107. Let's play it. Good evening, Tabiso. I think to be fair on your Formula One pundit for saying that uh, the Red Bull driver, even if he was not told to open up for Max Verstappen to pass, he will pass him anyway. That one, I find it hard to believe. Why should they should just let them race and see who's going to pass another one? Because they've been complaining with orders while by the time Mercedes was ruling. But now it's them, I think it's just begging them, it's not being fair. Okay, Avon, he reckons it's not being fair. He says, let them race. What do, you, what do you make of this? Or does every driver in the team have to understand their role and accept it? Look, first of all, 
I, I agree to some extent. I understand, I understand the feeling um, of, the, of the gentleman in the voice note. We all want fair racing. We want people to have equal opportunity and, and, and you know, race on the track. But at the end of the day, you have two teammates, and these two teammates are managed by a team, and that team has to manage them in the way that they see fit. And, and in, in this case, Red Bull felt that instead of letting them race, which could possibly, perhaps, cause, you know, uh, some sort of an issue or a collision. Let's rather swap them around cleanly. We'll have no incidents, and it will be fine. And as I said, you know, Sergio is no pushover. He, uh, there have been incidences, even when he was at Racing Point, where, you know, there were some team orders, and he absolutely refused. He would say, absolutely not. I'm going to drive my race because I have the car underneath me, and I can do this. And in this case, he didn't. And I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a case of okay, I'm playing second, it's fine. I think it was simply a case of on the day, in the in in these conditions, Max has the car underneath him, in, and he's in a better position. And that's why I think Sergio was fine with it. I don't think Sergio was thinking, shucks, if I don't let him through, I'm going to get fired. I think it was simply a case of I agree with the team because Max is faster, so let me not make it hard for him. Um, and and, and that's. That I think is okay. I, I think I think there are times when, you know, he's not George Russell. He, he's not trying to stop Max at every opportunity. There is a there is a team game that both of these drivers need to play. And as I said, you know, if, if Perez was pulling out a gap or was matching his times consistently, I think then Perez perhaps would have said something else. But he wasn't. And uh, I think I think it was fine. And I don't think this is going to be the case all the time. That's that's my opinion. Don't quote me on it. But um, as I say, if Perez has a particularly good weekend one day, I'm certain that they will not necessarily salvage that position for Max. You've mentioned George Russell, Avon. What have you made of his start? He got a second podium um, this past weekend. And I remember before the season started when we spoke to Jody Schechter, and he said George Russell must just accept that he's the second driver to Lewis Hamilton. He's a support driver, and he must use this year to learn as much as he can. And now, look where he is ahead of Lewis Hamilton. What have you made of him? I think he's just doing incredibly well. Um, yeah, he's he's had a phenomenal year. So he's come from a place where he was clearly a superior driver. You know, George Russell, in, in, in when he was at Williams, you know, they called him Mr. Saturday. He just seemed to be able to get more more out of the car than anybody else, A, expected, and, and anybody else in his team. By that, I mean his teammate. He's an incredible driver, and I think he's come into this team with... You know, Mercedes' car has always been quite problematic. And I think what George is able to do, and, and this, he's got two things going for him. One is he's able to work with a package that's quite uncomfortable, a package that's not, you know, entirely perfect. He's able to find speed in a car where it's quite difficult to drive. And, and I think that's got to do with where he comes from in Formula One. But the other thing that I've been really impressed with him about is he just gets his head down and he goes, he's incredibly consistent. He's incredibly quick. And if we're honest, he's kind of made his own luck. It hasn't just been speed, as we know. He's benefited twice from safety cars by coming in at the right time to benefit from a safety car. And why I say he makes his own luck is because he's a thinking driver. You know, particularly in Miami, they wanted to bring him in. And he said, well, guys, why don't we just wait for a safety car, you know? Because I've got nothing to lose. 
And that's exactly what happened. And it was the weirdest crash that happened on that 42 in Miami. And George Russell benefited immensely from it. And so, yeah, I, I, think he's, I think he's in a good, good position. He's been incredibly consistent. In terms of his teammate, I don't necessarily think, you know, he's in overperforming or, or beating Lewis entirely on, on, on base-level performance. And I think if you look at Barcelona, Lewis had a very quiet but a very, very good race, mm. um, despite his woes and his, his doubt in the beginning. He drove an incredibly good race. It was more the Lewis that we, we had come to. He was 19th at one stage, yeah? Yes, he was. And all of a sudden, I saw this purple Lewis Hamilton fastest lap, and I think he was running at 15th. And mm. I just thought, wait, excuse me? What, you know, what has happened? And, and Lewis, what, what I also did yesterday when I watched the race, which was different, is I spent a lot of time on board with Lewis Hamilton. Mm. Uh, just and, and what was amazing is people think Lewis was struggling with, with overheating and car issues at the end of the race. He was struggling with that right from lap 19. Mm. He was lifting and coasting right. So he was nursing this car, which makes me think he was incredibly comfortable with the package that he had. And it, it's quite interesting and exciting for the future because Mercedes has clearly found a step forward. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the next few races. But I, I do think Lewis is in a much better position. He seems to be a little bit more comfortable with where they're at. And I don't necessarily think George is kind of way ahead, despite the, despite the statistics. So is but that he, George Russell doing an incredibly, incredibly good job. Yeah, there, there were lots of upgrades in Catalonia. What are you afraid of those then? It seems like from what you're saying, Mercedes are on the right path in fixing their car here. Mercedes certainly have made inroads. Uh, and Catalonia was a great uh, um, was a great result of that. But you know, if we look at Alfa Romeo, for instance, who brought some upgrades, I'm not entirely sure they they were a step forward. I mean, Valtteri did a great job, and uh, he came in sixth place, got some more points. He's also been incredibly consistent and good this year. But uh, if you look at a, a package like uh, the Aston Martin, who were, you know dragged through the coals this past weekend because they, they were felt to have copied the Red Bull racing car. Um, mm. it clearly didn't... There was a lot of controversy there. <laughs> yeah, it was huge. It, it was huge, but, you know, it didn't do anything for them at all. In fact, they had a really poor poor race weekend. I think Seb, with 11th place, was the best that they could do, and Lance Stroll was down in 15th, and let's... I mean, I'm sure you don't remember much about them <laughs> during the race. They just uh. had a very poor race. And so, you know, I think up and down, I think McLaren also seems to be struggling now. Uh, they're, they're certainly not making making forward progress. Um, I'm still concerned about the Alpha Tauris. They're, they seem to be going backwards. The Williams team that seems quite resurgent in the beginning of the season also seems to now be going back to where they have been, unfortunately, for the for the last few seasons. So... You know, I think it's an up and down thing, but I, I think Mercedes and Red Bull looking pretty, pretty good in terms of progress. Okay, sets up nicely then for the rest of the season. Thanks for speaking to us, Avon Middleton. And in the words of Christian Horner, imitation is the biggest form of flatter when he was asked about that similarities in the car between Red Bull and Aston Martin. But thanks for speaking to us. I'm sure we'll catch up with you again as the season goes. Indeed. Thanks for chatting, guys. We'll see you in Monaco.
Thank you. He is the publisher for Top Gear South Africa and a Formula One analyst. You can tell that knows his story there. Avon Middleton talking to us about what happened in Catalonia this past weekend. Okay, we're going to switch uh, codes now. We're going to talk football. A lot of you have been waiting for it. Our guest is here in studio with us getting ready 